I love that line. It says, uh, earth has no sorrows that heaven can't heal. Nothing that happens to you in life that creates that emotion of sorrow and pain and loss, heaven can heal it. Before I begin the message, I want to encourage those who can to attend the January prayer emphasis. Each Tuesday we'll come into this room from 12 to 1230. I know that's why I say if you can. And we're going to pray for our families. We're going to pray for America. And we're going to pray for our church. And on your way out this morning, you can get a prayer request card, no matter which door you go out. And you can fill that out and turn it into the information center. And those prayer requests will be prayed over every Tuesday in January. If you don't get an opportunity to do it today, you can do it next week. But if you want us to pray, not only as pastors, but as the people of this church, to pray for your requests, just make sure you fill one out. Okay? Did you hear the story about the guy who was uh, driving a PetSmart truck through downtown Chicago? At every stoplight, he would get out of the cab of the truck, he would take a two-by-four that he had laying behind the seat, and he'd start beating on the side of the truck. Odd behavior. He'd get back in the truck, go to the next stoplight, he would get out, take the two-by-four, beat on it again. Go to the next stoplight and do it again. So curiosity got the best of the driver behind him. And so at the next stoplight, he jumps out and he goes up to the truck driver. And he says, I got to ask you something, man. What's up? Now the truck driver, who wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, <laughs> he told the man that he had two tons of canaries in the truck and it's only a one-ton truck. So he had to beat on the side of the truck to keep half of the canaries in the air at all times just to keep moving. I said he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. But have you ever felt like that? A little overloaded and too much of your life seemed to be up in the air? Well, you're not alone. Stress is a big issue in many people's lives this time of year. Thankfully, Jesus gives us what we need to know about being overloaded and stressed out. We read this from Matthew chapter 11. Jesus says, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you, what is it? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find, what is it? Rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want you to mentally circle four words in that passage. The word come, take, learn, and find. Jesus says, if you and I do the first three, we come, we take, and learn, then we will find rest for our souls, which will help us significantly lower the stress in our lives. The first thing Jesus says is, come to me. When Jesus was on earth, many people came to him for different reasons. Some came because they had a question. 
Some came because they had an illness. Some came because someone they loved had died. Now, it's interesting that Jesus never criticized anybody for the reasons that they came to him. He didn't care why they came, just as long as they came. Rest is not something you normally think about coming to Jesus for. Now, you might think about coming to him for forgiveness, for healing. You might think, think about coming to Jesus for direction in your life and wisdom. But Jesus says, I want you also to think about coming to me for rest, which will help when you're overloaded with stress and anxiety. Jesus is talking about rest for your soul. Now, this is much more than physical rest. It's spiritual rest. It's emotional rest. Our problem, by and large, is not that we have overworked muscles. In fact, most of us could join the health club come January the 2nd and work on these muscles. Our problem is not overworked muscles, but a mind that's working overtime and filled with anxiety and tension, which results in stress in our lives. We need soul rest because physical rest alone isn't enough. Jesus said when you're stressed out, the first thing you should do is come to him. So if that's the case, who or what do you turn to first when you're stressed out? And if we're honest, and I include myself, it's probably not Jesus. When you're stressed out, the first thing that many of you turn to is the television. You flop down in your favorite chair on the couch, wherever it might be. You grab the remote, and there you go. Did anyone get a new flat screen for Christmas? Come on, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not down on TV. You got one? Just one. How many inches? 75? Did I hear that right? Woo! That's taller than me. Just in time for the good football games. <laughs> well, many turn to food or alcohol to try to deal with your stress. You may turn to some sports activity, hobby, recreational activity. Jesus says there's nothing wrong with any of those, but they're not going to give you the kind of soul rest that you need. Those things can't relieve your emotional and spiritual tension and stress. Only God, only heaven can do that for our souls. In Isaiah, we read, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Fresh strength here is strength you didn't know you had because it's strength that comes from God. It's like getting plugged into some heavenly power source. 
God says, don't plug into TV. Don't plug into food and overeating. Don't plug into any of these other things. Plug into me. The first thing you need to do, God says, when you're emotionally, mentally, spiritually stressed out is to get alone with him. God's reminding us. Jesus is reminding us that we need a quiet time with him. Those who wait upon God, Isaiah said. Americans aren't very good at waiting. We're always in a hurry. We don't like to wait. In fact, it's one of the most difficult things we have to do in our daily lives is wait. We don't like it. I don't like it. You don't like it. Yet God says when we're stressed out, we need to wait. Wait on him. When you're stressed out, when you're overburdened with cares and worries, the first thing you should do is come to Jesus. We make it so harder than it really is. You just get alone by yourself. Could be a place in your home, could be in your car, could be in the backyard on these beautiful days that we're having. Get alone with God. Maybe you read the Bible a little bit. 2020 is coming. You need to read through the New Testament in 2020. It's doable, five minutes a day. Maybe you pray a little. But just come to Jesus, even if it's only a few minutes of your day. And you will find that your focus will begin to shift from you to God. You'll begin to sense his grace and his peace in your life. You'll begin to think less about your problems and your stress and your anxiety, and you're going to think more about his power and his love. You'll go from thinking less about your circumstances and thinking more about the fact that God is in control. When you get that truth, when all of us, I get that truth, down into our hearts, into our souls, stress will begin to drain out of our being. You see, the reason why many Christ followers are stressed out and overwhelmed is because they're not spending any time alone with God. I'm talking about none. Because they don't come to Christ. When we get stressed out, we go to everything else except God. We go to the latest movies, and I love to go to the movies. We go out to eat, I love to go out to eat. Or we find some other distraction, but we don't come to Jesus. Now notice Jesus in that passage in Matthew said, didn't say come to church. It's good to come to church, but you can come to church stressed out to the max this morning, and you can leave about 11 o'clock still stressed out to the max, because some of you come to church, but you don't come to Jesus while you're in church. He didn't say come to the refrigerator, David, or the 75-inch flat screen, and I know your name, but I'm not going to call it. He said, come to me. It's really not that hard, friends. It's a person we need. 
Why do we turn to all these other things when we're overloaded and stressed out to the max? Why do we turn to everything else except a quiet time, no matter how small, with Jesus? I think it's because we forget that he's waiting to help. We forget that he's there. I love an old line from years ago. He's as close as the mention of his name. We forget that he knows what we're going through. He knows what you're struggling with today. He knows the stress in your life. We forget that he promises to take care of us in this life, not just the life to come. Get alone with Jesus. Make it a habit in 2020. If just for a few minutes each day, be quiet Focus on him and his love for you because he does love you. Pour out your heart to him. Tell him anything you want. Then allow him to minister his grace to your soul. So after you come to Jesus, the second thing you must do is give up control. One of the main reasons we get weary and stressed out because we're trying to control too many things in our lives trying to keep those parakeets up in the air. We're acting like it all depends on us. I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you, so hold on to the, the handles there, okay? You can let go of everything you're holding on to, and the world's not going to fall apart. Really? That's true. If you give up, that control that you're tenaciously holding on to, you'll realize that you, in fact, had a lot less control than you thought you did. The greater your need to control things, hear me now, because some of you are, you are control freaks. The greater your need to control things, the more stressed out you're going to be in your life. I want to say it again. The greater you need to control things, the more you're going to be stressed out in your life. If you want to lower the stress in your life, then let go of trying to control everything and everyone. This is why Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Now, we might need some explanation here because he's not talking about egg yolks, okay? Some of you that maybe were raised on a farm or you've seen the old-time pictures, wagon train, whatever. We're going to talk about that. But I thought it would be a good time to, the last Sunday of the year, to throw a few egg jokes in right now. I know that you've been dying to hear a joke about an egg, haven't you? What happens when an egg hears a joke? It cracks up. What day of the week do eggs hate? Friday. Somebody read my notes. Okay, that's enough. And I got one more. If you want it, say, we want it. Okay, you know. At least there's no hook to grab me and pull me off the stage. What crime is an egg most afraid of? Poaching. Pretty lame, huh? Yeah, okay. The yolk 
that Jesus is referring to is a wooden frame that joins two farm animals together. Either you put two horses together, you put two oxen together with a wooden yoke. And the purpose of a yoke is to make the load easier and, in essence, lighter for the benefit of those animals. Instead of a harness where you have one horse or, or one oxen at a time, and they're pulling a wagon or pulling a, a plow by themselves, you put two animals together, and you cut the exertion factor in half, and you make it easier for the animals to do the work. So a yoke that Jesus is referring to helps lighten and make the load easier because now you're sharing the load. That's why Jesus said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God never intended for us to carry the load of life all by ourselves. And if you're doing it, stop it. And why would you? Jesus said, I'll take part of the load. He says, you can trust me to do my part and actually more than my part with the load. And by the way, Jesus doesn't have any load because he's God. It's not a burden to him. It's not like he's saying, well, you take my yoke and share ruling the universe with me. In fact, when you share a yoke with Jesus, he's not going to put any of it on you. In Psalm 55, 22, the psalmist says, Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. I love, love that version, pile. It's just like, man, just come on. I can take it. Whatever you got. Jesus says, I'm not going to add to your load. No, I'm going to do something spectacular and carry your load. No matter how much you got to pile on me today, I can take it. And if you're feeling overloaded right now in your life, if you're feeling stressed out, it means one thing. You haven't piled your troubles on God's shoulders. You still got them on yourself. Stop it. Don't do it. Maybe you're not yoked together with Christ but the way he wants you to be. Yes, you're a follower of Jesus, but you're stressed out like anybody else in the world, and maybe more so. Yes, you're on your way to heaven, but you're carrying a heavy load and a burden that God never intended for you to carry. Maybe this morning you're not yoked to Jesus. And when we get stressed out big time, we need to do a self-check because it could be that, that you're not yoked to God and you're feeling all the pressure and stress of life. And here's the sorry thing about that. If it doesn't get corrected, you're going to be pulling the whole load of your life 
all your life by yourself. You talk about stress. You talk about feeling burdened now. Just add a few more years to that. It's unsustainable. Now, a wooden yoke is also used to guide and control the animals. Jesus' yoke makes the load lighter, but in return for a lighter load, you must be willing to give up control. You want the lighter load? Then you got to give up some control. That's why the Bible says this. Since we live by the Spirit, Paul says, let us keep in step with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. When I'm yoked together with Jesus, we move together in the same direction and at the same pace. It's impossible for you, for me, to go a different direction from Jesus Christ when you're yoked to him. It's impossible to go faster than Jesus wants you to go or to go slower than Jesus wants you to go when you're yoked to him. He sets a direction. He sets the pace for your life because now you've said, Lord, I'm giving up control of my life to you. I'm being yoked together with you. Now, one of the benefits of being yoked together with Christ is it keeps you from going off the rails and in the wrong direction and getting your life messed up. Now, I've done that. Maybe some of you said, I've done that too. Being yoked together with him will protect us. If you're yoked with Jesus Christ, he'll keep you going in the right direction because he alone knows the destination for each of us. He knows your future. I don't know your future. I don't know my future. He knows, and he'll keep you going in the right direction for the future he wants you to have in life. You see, all of us are going to be yoked to something in life. Some of you are yoked to your career, and your career has become your master. Everything revolves around your job. Some of you are yoked to peer pressure from fellow workers or fellow classmates at school. Or maybe you're in here today, you're yoked to the desire to acquire more stuff. And you can't wait till I quit talking so you can go hit the after Christmas sales in town. You see, we're all going to be yoked to something in life. Bob Dylan was right, at least on this. You got to serve somebody. Now, I was thinking, you know, he could have said, you got to be yoked to something, but that probably wouldn't make as good a line as you got to serve somebody. Same thing. My suggestion for you, my friends, is that you choose the right yoke, which is also the easiest yoke. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That word easy in the Greek means perfectly fitted. It means custom made. I've never had a custom made shirt, never had custom made shoes or a suit, but I've talked to people that did and said, if you wear it once, you just won't believe how it feels custom made 
So when God puts a yoke on you, it fits perfectly because it's customized yoke made for you and what you're going to face in your life. Your yoke won't fit me. My yoke won't fit you. But your yoke is a perfect custom fit for you. Jesus said, come on, take my yoke. It's an exchange. I take off the yoke of my own making. We all try to cobble together our own yoke. We realize it hasn't relieved our stress. It hasn't relieved our tension. Jesus said, take that off and let me give you a custom made perfectly fit for you. When I exchange my yoke for his yoke, then I'm going to be positioning myself to experience less stress in my life. The truth is, you don't have just one yoke on right now. Some of you have a financial yoke that you're worried about. How am I going to pay for all that overspending that I did for Christmas? You've got a health yoke that you're concerned about. We've got many people in our church that have some serious health issues. You've got relationship yokes that you're worried about. Husband and wives at odds, children that are gone from the home. God says the answer to all of these and more is to give up your delusion of control by taking his yoke. Most of us, the things we're trying to control, we could never control. It is delusional. In fact, most of the major things in your life and my life are out of our control. See, I didn't control where I was born. I heard this week a preacher say that Jesus was the only baby who ever chose his own parents. I didn't choose my parents. Did you choose your parents? I didn't choose when I was born. By the way, I got a birthday coming up. 55, it's pretty good for 55, isn't it? I didn't choose my race. I didn't choose my DNA. I didn't choose my God-given talents and abilities. So we ought to just sit back, chill out, and admit we're not in control. Matter of fact, turn to someone and say, I'm not in control this morning. Wasn't that so hard for some of you? <laughs> you want to be in control. But here's the wonderful trade-off. When you give up your control, then God can begin to give you his peace. That's a good trade-off. There's a third thing that Jesus said in our scripture passage in Matthew. He said, learn from me. He says, learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble of heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. 
Jesus modeled how to live a life of peace rather than pressure and anxiety. He lived peacefully because he did not live by life's external pressures, but by God's internal priorities on his life. If you want stress reduction and some sanity in your life from Jesus, he says, I'll teach you. I'll teach you. Learning is a process. We know that. It takes time. We didn't develop our stressed out, overloaded lifestyle in a day. And you're not going to get over it in a day. And you're going to have to unlearn a bunch of things that you've learned and developed over time. So what can I learn from Jesus? He says, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble. Now, gentle and humble just really sounds lame. How in the world is that going to help me, Lord, manage my stress? Gentle and humble. Why don't he say, I'll teach you confidence. I'll teach you endurance. Power words. I like that. Power words. Why didn't he say, I'll teach you courage. I'll teach you strength. We like that. That sounds good. Or I'll teach you time management. How to set the right goals so we can get more done. No, Jesus said, I'm going to teach you how to be gentle. I'm going to teach you how to be a humble person. Why does he say those two things? Why does he zero in on those two things? Because two of the biggest sources of stress in our lives are the opposite of gentle and humble. Aggression and arrogance. As a result, two of the biggest de-stressors in our lives are gentleness and humility. One of the reasons we get stressed out in life is because we don't pause or delay our actions or our words. We just jump right in with both feet. We get aggressive. Let's get it done. We can do it. I can do it. Because of that nature in us, we easily find that we can become overcommitted to things and activities. And then we go and we become arrogant and try to control everything. This notion that I can do it all. Our egos are responsible for a lot more stress in our life than we'd like to admit. A lot of our stress comes from our pride. Comes from thinking that we can do more than we can do and that we can control more than we can control. So you try it. You try to do it all and have it all and be it all. And before long, you realize that you're not Superman or Superwoman. Our aggression, our arrogance help cause the stress in our lives. What was Jesus' secret of peace for his own life? If you read through the, the Gospel of John over and over, Jesus, in effect, says, I only do what my Father tells me to do. In other words, he lived a life of simple obedience to his heavenly Father. 
He was gentle. He was humble with people who were honest seekers who came to him. And as a result, he lived out a life that was much reduced in stress. If you're stressed out this morning, if you're hanging by a thread in your life, you've tried a lot of things to reduce your stress, well, here's an idea. And you would expect a preacher to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's a truthful statement. Question. It's going to be the best advice you'll get today. Why don't you trust God today? What's keeping you from trusting God today with your life, with your stressors? Proverbs 20, 24 says this. Since the Lord is directing our steps, why try to understand everything that happens along the way? Why don't you try and just give up trying to get an explanation for why everything is happening the way it is in your life right now? Just give that up. Since God is directing your steps, why don't you just trust when things happen? And know that God's got this. Why don't you trust instead of trying to figure it all out? And I'm telling you, I've been down that road. And this brain's much too small to try to figure it all out. I want us to read this verse together. Psalm 142, verse 3. When I'm ready to give up, he knows what I should do. That's a good one for you to make a mental note of. Go read it in your own version at home. When I'm ready to give up. Anybody ever been there? I've been there. Oh, I've been there. He, God, knows what I should do. God will let you know what to do when you feel stressed out and overburdened and weary in your soul. And you think about just throwing in the towel and giving up. God, I can't take anymore. I'm done. I'm out of here. Don't do that. Because God has the answer you need. He knows what I should do. I don't know what you should do. I'll pray with you, I'll love you, but I don't know what you should do. God knows what you should do. Only God knows how much stress is in this room right now, in each of our lives. It's a lot of it, a lot of anxiety, a lot of burdens, a lot of weary souls. God knows. And not only does he know, he cares about each of you and your stress and your burden and your weary soul. He knows how damaging it can be, not only to your physical life, 
It will cut your life short, but also your emotional and your spiritual life. Earlier, I asked you to circle those four words that Jesus spoke in Matthew 11. Come, take, learn, and find. I believe with all my heart, if we want victory in this area of our lives, we must do these things. We must come to Jesus with our stress. We must take that yoke, which means we give up control of our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And after we do those things, we, we must learn gentleness and humility from Jesus. And I believe if we'll commit to those three things, if we'll come, if we'll take, if we'll learn, we will be rewarded. And 2020 will be a year for you filled with peace and soul rest that can only come from God. Psalm 62.1, my soul finds, read it with me, rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. I'm so glad this morning that there is rest in God because we live in very stressful times. We live in a stressful world. We have stressful jobs. We're maxed out. And God didn't say, well, too bad. You brought it on yourself. Just live with it. No, God says that you can find rest in him. That the salvation we need for this aspect of our lives is in God today. The band's going to come back and play that same song by the Crowder Band, Come As You Are. And if you're weary in your soul today, if you've got a burden in your heart, if you're stressed out, we're going to have a couple prayer people up here that would love to pray with you on this last Sunday of the year. 2020 can be the best year that you've had in a long time. Come to Jesus. Come as you are this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can find rest in you. There's very little rest in this world, Lord. There's grabbing and shoving and striving and manipulation, taking. Lord, there's very little rest in you. But you've promised to give us rest if we come to you. So I pray for those before me this morning that are weary in their souls, that are burdened by stress of life, they are anxious about what 2020 is going to hold for them, let them come, Lord. If not here to the front, let them come in their own hearts and let them seek what you alone can give them this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.